0: What's going on, guys? After a long, long break, it's me and my co-host, John Sapienza here hey, Everybody. Uh, Rambler. Oh, I'm just kidding. We actually have personality on Rambler Jam Sesh here. Yes, sir. And uh, today, instead of talking about a genre, we're, we're going to do uh, a little different, a little change-up, if you will. And we're going to be talking about some current events and some news right now in music. Just just brief little we'll, you know, run down, keep you guys a little updated to our three listeners. One of them was Mr. Hubert, Lovey Matt Hughes, and then right after that, we're gonna break down in categories: everything from our favorite love songs to the best vibes to great party songs, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, what he said. Anyway, we're gonna start off by trashing a very loved artist, an artist who I personally am disgusted with ever since I heard his recent single. Yeah, John, take it away. Yeah, Eternal Take by Lil Uzi Vert. I just listened to it an hour and seven minutes straight in class, and I didn't. I didn't even think of the songs changed. Everything is the same thing with the same crappy eight hundred eight and the same bad vocals and lyrics that mean nothing. It was just all awful. When he walked in the room, I thought someone kicked a puppy. Yeah, it was. I was so sad that because I'm not. A, I'm not an Uzi fan, but I liked the, like the way life goes and like EXO tour life, which Who is basic. Like but like. Like, these I mean, songs are good. I liked his last two singles were really good. in uh, Paradise and That's a Rack. I was a big fan of those. Yeah, those weren't bad, but, like, they... They were fun. I think he... I don't think he washed up, but I think he washed up from what he was. Yeah, he definitely... Because The Way Life Goes was actually, like, a meaningful song. Like, it had good lyrics to it. Actually, tour life was really meaningful. Yeah. Too. Like that that made all the little 14-year-old Hot Cheeto girls cry. Yeah, it did. Um, but it was good, though. It was one of them, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> And before we get into our, uh, our topics, I'm going to take it serious a little bit, and we're going to move it down. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. And what I'm saying with that is simply a prediction, is because all of these concerts and main events and all places of outbreaks are being canceled, from Broadway shows to music festivals. I mean, I'm sorry, Coachella's not happening this year. Yeah, no, it's no not. No way Coachella's happening. So you cannot be Coachella ready this year. <laughs> Um. <laughs> it might be a good thing. Yeah. This no, might be a good thing always, for society. Yeah. <laughs> see, I think, I think the coronavirus is great for society. Population goes down a little bit, and I get to stay in my house for a couple months. So i <laughs> cool with it. <laughs> and it, it. There's a lot of cures, though. A yeah. lot of people have been cured. There's, well, yeah, there's, that's what the media is not reporting. But see, you're only yeah. at risk if you're an elderly person, a very young person, Sick or a person. smoker. Sick person or some yeah, sort. Yeah, if you have any lung issues, so all of PrEP is at risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. But and what I was getting to with this is uh, I predict streaming numbers to be reach record points pretty soon here because there's a lot of areas in quarantine already in California, New York, and uh, Washington, like port cities and stuff. Yeah. So I see... People just listening to music more. Yeah, it's going to get worse before it, it gets better. So I see like streaming services just absolutely skyrocketing, see a lot of new records set. And honestly... I see a lot of singles drop, too, because if bands can't tour, they're going to write. Write music, So yeah. expect an influx of new music to come through. Probably sadder in tone, honestly. Hopefully These Things Happen Too will come out in that time. Dude, that would be excellent. Yeah. I'd I'd love that. I mean, uh... And uh, Joiner's album comes out soon. Oh, yeah. I'm hyped for that's that. true. There's, there's a lot of good music. There's a lot of good music lined up here. I mean, The Neighborhood and 1975 are both recording for all my fellow emo alternative kids. So there's just a lot of good things to be excited for in the music world, especially now that you're going to be stuck inside your home in fear. What are the, of the odds energies. that one of our three are alternative kids? Well, I listen to it. So, so there's one. Anyway, one and three. Prop, it's like, you want know, one third? Mr. Hubert seems like an alternative kid. Did you hear that song he played for his son's birthday? Yeah. That was that was awesome. Like it sounded lot. like water. Parks. I feel like he's a all of the around, all around kind of guy. Like I feel like he does a little bit of everything. Yeah. Cause he said he liked Chance the rapper. That's true. Yeah. Demere, Which isn't. Loves Chance the rapper. He loves hot shower. We love hot shower. Hot, hot shower here, favorite of
1: the rainbow. I'm gonna okay. go ahead and
0: throw that under hype songs. Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna hop right into uh, our favorite songs here categories did our best to pick two. Sometimes we pick three. I'm sorry, we're not perfect. Uh, I'm going to start us off with love songs, you know? Songs that mean a lot. And there's like a lot love. of different... Love. All I want to do is just love. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> love song by John. Let's do it on Spotify now. Yeah. Featuring Pineapple Jack. Big fan of yours, man. But uh, I'm getting the love songs. i picked two songs that are like really cute and happy, meaning obviously there's a... Shut up. Stop laughing at <laughs> me. Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So my first song is Lucky People by Waterparks. And if you want to just feel like ridiculously embarrassed and blush a lot by how adorable a song is, listen to Lucky People by Waterparks. Because like, that's the song that when you think like, oh, this is like adorable. This is what I want my relationship to be. That's That's what it is. It's just a really cute song. I love it. It means a lot to me. And then my second choice is "Love Like Crazy" by Lee Brice. It's a country song, and uh, country. it's the story is really cute. What it's about, it's uh, about like a ninety-something-year-old couple who married for seventy-five years. It's like they're being interviewed on the news, and he's it's giving, already adorable. He's giving like his advice and how it worked for so long. and It's just really like he's talking about all the trials and tribulations in real life and how they stayed through it together. It's just a really good song. So those are my two picks for best love songs. Take away, John. Uh my two picks were I don't know, interesting on opposite ends of uh spectrum. Uh I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And the... I, <laughs> I can't hit that note. Um <laughs> I just feel like that's a classic love song. Everyone knows that one. It's it's solid. It was in the bodyguard. Like you so know. It's I, just... I was one of the guys that grabbed like, That's mm-hmm. a good song. It, uh in all Girls Are the Same by Juice World. I don't know if that's exactly a love song. Dude, it works. I like but it. it has something to do with love on a negative aspect. Um and I feel like someone finally had the balls to make a song about like something like that, you know? And in Juice World rest in peace. I like Juice World actually. Uh I don't know, I'm just a big fan of that song. I think he I think he put it together well. I think, I think it was really structured well. Women out in their, uh, their BS there. Sorry yeah. sorry, ladies, no respect to you, feminism, all that stuff. But like I mean he got he got you good. <laughs> yeah, Juice rolled he spit facts on that song. <laughs> Moving off from a pseudo-sexist conversation right there, we're going to get right into Best Vibe. I picked three alternative songs, because it's how it is. Two from my favorite band of all time ever. I picked Sex by 1975, Robbers by the 1975, and Imagination by Foster the People. And starting off with Sex, it's my favorite song ever. This, I, it was my most listened to on Spotify. I am a huge fan of this song. And, like, the vibe I get from this song is, like, black and white movie, like, making out in a back alley. Like, one of those old, you know, music videos where it's, like, like pouring rain. It's just, it's a really neat vibe. And then Robber is by 1975 starts off with maybe, like, the catchiest synth intro I've ever heard. They have their guitar super synthed up, and just the riff is incredible. And it's, a, it's about, like, a Bonnie and Clyde-esque situation, and, yeah. like, watching the music. It's a great song to listen to. The vibe's amazing hearing the song. But then when you watch the music video, it's just amplified. It's great. The imagination is a song. The first time you hear it, you just want to dance. Like, it's just... The best word to describe it is, like, Groovy it's just, it's a great song. Groovy baby. And groovy baby. But yeah, it's, it's a great lesson. I recommend it. And uh, Yeah, over to you. Alright, minor, again on complete opposite ends. Uh, I went the the Freestyle by Trippie Red and Juice World, the 1400 because I just feel like that's a song you throw on and everyone's gonna like it. And my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, my second one is unexpected from a, a raging hip-hop fan. Ten thousand hours by Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber. I'm a huge fan. I love the song. Good for you, man. It's you. I think it's really good. I think they use like a tiny bit of like uh what do you like? Like drum machine drums, like fake drums. And I think that makes it sound more pop ish and less country-ish. But the guitar, Dan is, the guitar is the guitar is country. Opinion. Dan Shay's not a country country band. Just, it's like. Just not. It's, like, pop, but, like, with a hint of country thrown in it. It's, like, southern pop, which is becoming a sub-genre now. There's a lot of, like... Thomas Rhett, who I love his I love Thomas Rhett. I question him as a country artist a lot, because a lot of his music's really poppy, and, like, uh... (sighs) For his name, the dude who sings House Party, that's not country music. Uh, Kane Brown, it's not a country music. He's a pop singer with an accent. Yeah, that's that's what I'm... I don't know what that's called, but I actually don't yeah, mind it. it. It's, it's called country music, but it shouldn't be. Because it shouldn't it's be, It's an insult right. to the Eric Churches and the Jamie Johnsons of the world who like, still right. hold their roots. But it's like you know pop what? slash country, but more pop. Yeah, it's, it's an abomination. And I, I love Justin Bieber, too. That's, I'm a big Justin just Bieber, Bieber awesome. fan. He's awesome. I love his yeah. tattoos. I think there's a few that are not too great, but most of them, like they fit him well, yeah, I, think. I, I think. His mustache does not fit him, though. Mm. But he has a beautiful voice. We don't so. talk about the mustache. Yeah. Just but he does have a beautiful voice. There's no denying that. Now we're getting the best party songs. Honorable Mention for me, Jordan Belfort. And that's just, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's a must. I didn't put it on there, it's a good song. Uh, I picked Tonight by Hot Shell Ray because it is just the defining song of the summertime. Is, if you're in summer and you turn on Hot Shell Ray, it's just your vibe just changes immediately. I love that song. I don't water. know if I'll found me. And then, uh, watch good I can't I say the title it. of the song because Mr. Hubert listens, but uh, FU by CeeLo Green. Oh, yeah, forget I've you. I've never heard more people scream lyrics to a song than yeah. a song. So those are my two picks for best party song. Um, I don't... Are you You good with yours? Oh, yeah, tell okay. you. Uh, I'm not a big party song fan. I like to get, like... When I'm listening to music, I like, like to, like... Sad. Yeah, like, or not sad, but, like, I like to think about it, like Eminem's punchlines and stuff like that. But if I had to pick two... Uh, Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey. That's, that's a new song, but so it's kind of new. But it's yeah. it's just, like, got a good flow to it. And I feel like... It's on my playlist right now, actually. Yeah, same. And uh, Yes by Kyle. Have you heard that? No. I, Dude, When I saw Yes, I thought about the LMFAO one. I'm like, no. Man, it's a good song. I've heard a part of it, though. No, but Yes by Kyle. It's got, like, a cool guitar in the beginning of it. It's got, like, a surfer vibe. Okay. And they use, like, hard kicks. And it's him, uh, K-Camp, and Rich the Kid. And they kind of just... It's di- structured differently than most songs, but I really like it. I think, it's, I think it'd be hype at a party. I'll check it out. Yeah. For sure. Now, speaking of hype, you know what The best hype songs. Now, this is what I listened to before a football game. I, I picked my personal hype song, which is disgustingly heavy. And then I picked uh, a, a locker room song. So uh, my, my personal hype song, a song that just gets me just wanting to fight the world, is uh, White Knuckles by Five Finger Death Punch. It's just guttural, masculine screaming and heavy drums. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's what my cousin calls tryhard metal, where it's not like death metal. It's like... You can tell they're just trying to make money off of it, but, like, this song itself is very impactful. Sometimes you need that.
1: Yeah, they have,
0: they have like, the, the breakdown of the song is, like, I'm taking back control with my knuckles, and it's, like, him saying, like, really low and, like, scary, and then the drums just kick in. It's an epic moment. Yeah. Something I wish I could see live. Something I'm sure Andy Samuels has listened to at some point. Only now. because of me. This is the only five-figure song he likes, actually. Because I see that on his private story. That I saw him post it once. Yeah. That's why, yeah. It's entirely my fault. Shout out to Andy. Yeah, uh, next episode, go for uh, Andy the lineman, Sammy the mule, Andy Samuels, skydives. A Teddy. A Teddy, I forgot. Uh, and then my next hype song is "Dreams and Nightmares" by Meek Mill. I knew that one. Just because, I mean, come on. It's just the. It's just the best hype song. <laughs> it's just the best hype song ever. Like they played have- it at our rally. They played at a rally. They played in the walker room before every game. Sometimes after games, which feels like overkill. You don't need to get hype after a game. But yeah. like you know what? Now it's, it's cool. bedtime. It's, <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for me to just spend time with one of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> the things I can't say on air. All right, John. All you. Yeah, I got I got three for this one because I just added one during the podcast. Uh, my first one is "Death" by Trippy Red and DeBaby. Because it's just a pure, like, ah, oh, man, just hype you up for anything, really. I mean, like, before a game or before, I don't even know. What else you do you do? Like, when you're lifting, maybe. I feel like it just fits all occasions where you want to get hype for something. Death. It's just, you going to die. Not gonna lie, last time I was, like, usually, I have like, a workout play, which was a lot of hype metal, a lot of hype rock, a lot of hype rap. Like, it's, like, just upbeat stuff. Yeah. But last time I was lifting, I had musicals on. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was, like... <laughs> I was, like, singing Mamma Mia as I was, like, benching, you know? It was weird. Hey, theater kids, it's rubbing off on you. Don't ever talk to a theater kid. It's rubbing off on you. I'm trying to quit. My... Well, that's on air now. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) We don't expose too much. Uh, Welcome to Chili's by Young Gravy and Baby No Money. Hell yeah. Because, uh... Just because. i Interjecting, breaking off topic. Have you seen the video from Myrtle Beach Summer in nineteen seventy four? No. Oh my god! It's so fun. I'm gonna watch I'm it. I'm gonna give you a, a rendition of fifty percent of the music video. I enjoy that. That is. It's so good. It's so catchy. All right. So shout out to Young Gravy, our favorite. We've mentioned this on previous uh, podcasts. So we love. We love Young Gravy and Baby No Money. They're just so good. But oh, I think Welcome to Chili's is like. I think it's hype because it has, like, that A Macarena Taiga vibe. Yeah. Where it has, like, the Spanish-sounding instruments in it, and then he throws, like, the 808s on it that obviously slap, because baby, no money. It's just the whole thing really fits together well, and you just, like, it's just the upbeat, like, you bop oh, your fine. head to it, you bop your head to it, and if then... I had to pick a favorite Gravy Hype song, honestly, I'd pick Grotisserie. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to... I was looking at the new album. Honestly. That's fair, that's fair. I, mean, have, I have another Gravy song I here later, too. That's fair. So. Uh, in Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper, just to make Damien mad. Okay. Next section. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, We're going into Best Flow, which is... geez, you got a lot for this one, so I'll make mine quick. Uh, my first one is The Search by NF, because, like... Oh, God, I'm so in love with this song. Like, yeah, NF has a great flow. In, like... And your sales can rise doesn't mean much though when the health, when your health declines and like little lines like that. It's just he so gets, true. And his flow, he switches his style like he switches his style like four times throughout this song. It's so impressive. He'll go from whispering to screaming back to t- it's just such an impressive like display of like how good of a rapper NF really is. And it's not a traditional structured song either. No, it's, that that beat starts really slow and then it has just like a brass hit and then you're like where's the drums and then he says. Oh, yeah. ain't that something drums came in, you ain't see that coming? It's just like, the structure of it's weird, but it's so good. It's, it's just, a, it's a very creative song, very, like, uh, and I'm really happy he released that, because also, it changes, like, his style a bit, because most of NF's songs are really mopey, and yes, the song is depressing, but he's got punchlines in there, he's got some jokes in there, he's got some, like... Yeah. It's some... one of his most hype ones, for oh, sure. Oh, I'm yeah. such a big fan. And then my other one, Best Flow, is uh, Isis by Joyner. Oh, so good. It's like that would be on mine if you didn't put it already. That's just Yeah, and then when like oh, Logic and Joyner in the same song, it's just dream material. I'm such a huge fan of that song, so I had to throw it down. there. Yeah, they they both have the ability to go fast and the ability to slow it down and then get fast again. Yeah, and like and they're, they're so versatile. They're not too grizzly. a zombie. Yeah. But I'm still a big Grizzly fan. We still hate know. Blueface. That hasn't changed, right? That's Obama cool. was good though. Obama was good. I haven't even listened to it because it's blueface. It's good. I'm telling you, it's good. That scares me, man. Wait, hold on. Pull up like Trump and they duck like Donald. Uh, and Ellie Choppa have a new song out. Yeah, it's not good. I, I didn't even. I care think to he's washed it. up. I think I was right and you were wrong. I think you were. Let's go. I, I was gonna say that to you one day. I just forgot. Yeah, I think you were right. He definitely busted. It's on air. And Chop is a bust. Never again. Best flow. Oh wait, this is this what we're is, on right this now, is what right? You need to do. Best flow, I got it. <laughs> uh, so I have a couple songs on here by Chris Webby. Not all the people actually know who that is. He's just like an average-looking dude, but he has he has really good flow in his songs. Uh, "Love Be Hate Me" and "Don Corleone" are two of my favorites. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like these two songs have a sort of fast flow with an amount of punchlines. To where it balances out the flow, uh, to a point where it makes the song like flow together really well. I don't know. I don't know how else to word it other than that. Is yeah, for sure. Uh, he just has he just has very on beat, on tempo. Everything is in line. Everything is organized. I don't know. I just really love Chris Webby, so I had to give him a shout out. He's very underground. Not a lot of people know him. Uh, and after Chris Webby, I have Sag My Pants by Hobson, which is like 2010, like, old rap. So, you know, it has that, that boom, boom, boom flow to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just killed it. He dissed, like, ten rappers in that song. I think it, he dissed Lil Wayne, he dissed Drake, he dissed Kendrick, he dissed Kanye, all in one song, just for no reason. So, like, mm-hmm. being able to flow and keep with the message, I think, is something that kind of got lost as time went on. But he did it well. And shout out the goat, uh, Godzilla by Eminem on his new album. I just, it was so impressive. He set a world record for like 250 words in 30 seconds. I think to be able to do that, and if you if you look through the lyrics, all of those sentences that he said made sense. There wasn't just gibberish in there. So mm-hmm. his After rap god was mainly gibberish. Pretty much gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> but that was also a freestyle, which yeah. is weird. Um, I do. I, I'm gonna interject for one second. Yeah. I saw something yesterday which just blew my mind. so... What if after curtain call, Eminem was replaced with a clone? Because notice, hear me out.
1: His style
0: <laughs> changes drastically. Like his sound and his style of rapping changes. His facial structure think changed. Like his cheekbones are different after that album. Do you want me to give you the real reason or do you want me to dream? You want to dream? Yeah, I know it's because he's he got drugs, but and he got plastic surgery. All right, just but go. his flow changed. Yeah. yeah, that was what bothered <laughs> me the most. I miss. I'm not gonna lie. The reason why the surge by Eminem is unfair. I miss old Eminem. I like new Eminem. Old Eminem was the goat. New New Eminem's like top five in my eyes. Yeah, I mean to still be top five is kind of impressive. But uh, I think I think it's because of the beats changing. Because there wasn't eight oh eights when Eminem made songs. The old Eminem, the quote unquote the old Eminem. There wasn't eight oh eights. It was all like. Dr. Dre like playing a piano and like putting heavy stuff over yeah. it, and I like old beats better too. That's why I I think. I don't know it's the beats, but like he's just even changed his like style. Like he went from being like this like fun, like edgy, like rapper who like didn't care about anything to now like. Now he disses everyone. <laughs> yeah, not even not not just like a hater because I still love him now. But he's yeah, not me a too. Man. So, well, of, like, he is. What yeah. They sound like and. Yeah, but imagine- I still like his music, it's just frustrating. My thing is, imagine laying that foundation that he laid, and then having it turn into people like Blueface, who get popular now. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, he he worked very hard to get where he was, and, you know, him and Dre, they all made good music together, and now people make bad music, and they get views for it because it's so bad. Like, that would frustrate me, too. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't think- I don't think Blueface gets views because he's so bad. I think he gets views because of a certain part of our culture, which doesn't understand what real music is. I agree. And they're just, like... That's my next section. <laughs> ...going for... We'll talk about it when we get to Like, now. there's going for loud beats and, like, scream, like, lyrics that don't... make
1: That's what I, I'm I saying, like, just, like, I'd be frustrated. There's
0: a depreciation of actual musicality and, like, art and music now, which I don't think other people realize. It's a very frustrating thing. I think that segues us perfectly into the next section. Yeah. Uh, the most impressive musicality in a song, I wrote, and I quote, I don't listen to actual music because <laughs> I don't listen to music with a lot of instruments unless we count like Ed Sheeran with the acoustic guitar. That's fine. I mean, when I wrote that, I didn't mean just instruments. I meant like even just like the writing of like, the lyrics and the structure and the beat. Like musicality can apply to rap too. I'm not saying it can uh, personally myself I don't apply it as heavily with rap than do other genres yeah that's what I figured but like I believe that anyone in any genre can be a good musician there are good pop musicians just most of them are sellouts right like there's a few pretty great like, uh, great musicians I like him yeah um but f- I guess I put two down for most impressive musicality I have one when you're done yeah. they're both by just absolute juggernauts of the rock and metal world and the reason I picked two metal songs which people would be like surprised about I imagine but they're both written the same way classical music was written like they're both written layered and structured and I'm gonna start with my least favorite of the two I love them both but the, the Master of Puppets by Metallica first I wanna point out the riff the dun, 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 like how fast that is and like how it goes needs to be brought to attention because only downstrokes which playing on a guitar moving as fast as they are yeah. it's Almost impossible. I can't even play an upstroke, so I feel that. And the fact that James Hetfield was able to do that in all downstrokes to make it sound as unique in the way it does is incredible. And then the song is like six to seven minutes long, just of just absolute beauty. There's not any part of the song that's not wonderful. Like Lars Ulrich is an absolute buffoon, but like he even does well in this song. And the just the riffs are just so impressive and so incredible. And my second song is Tempest from Tool's new album, Fear Inoculate. Tool's is one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, what's just so just incredible about this song, it has about a one-minute intro where it's like almost like the xylophone and like bells. And it's like really, and then it's just, this just absolute kick-ass riff comes in. We shouldn't have to end that up, by the way. No, we're good. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing riff comes in and it gets you on your feet and then the drums play and the song is incredibly long but there's with uh, the drummer there's probably about three beats going at once the riffs are out of this world and like this song made it worth the almost 10 year wait for a new 2 album like it was just an absolutely incredible piece of music and one of the most jaw dropping things I've heard recently fair enough if I had to throw one under there, I like Billy Eilish's mm-hmm. new song "No Time to Die." Yeah, from from the it's gonna be in the new Double uh, O Seven movie. It's really? like it's like the anthem of it, yeah. That's 007, cool. No Time to Die, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of Billy. I, I. I think, think she, she used a, a lot of times. real orchestra instruments in that too. Yeah, I mean they're computer generated mostly, but they're real instrument sounds. But she played it live. They had it live yeah. at some award show. It was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan. Billy and what she does. I think there's a couple of songs which were a bit gimmicky. Yeah. But I do believe there's a message behind a lot of her lyrics. Her voice is so unique and so incredible. And there is a lot of real, like, musicality. Her brother, who writes most of her songs, is yeah, a f- genius. Shoot, what's his name? It's like Finn. Finnegan? Finn, I don't... He's, he's brilliant. That man deserves credit for what he does because he writes most of those songs. And he does most of the work writing those songs. Now, Billy's super talented, and she helps writing. Like, no discredit to Billy. Yeah. But her brother is just absolutely just a beautiful... Brand. He's like the behind-the-scenes genius of it. He's like the Dre to her Eminem. Yeah, pretty much. Well, i Yeah, I give you that. I, I feel like that's a slightly accurate. It's pretty accurate. I mean, uh, we're not going to nitpick it, but... No, yeah. Very different genres or different yeah. situations. Yeah, <laughs> that, would, that would take a whole episode in and of itself. It's a we could do it. Uh, but our next... So Billy's a pretty sad artist, but we'll go to Saddest Song. I want to hear what you have to say first. Okay, so I picked two songs. Uh, the first one was Brother, which was uh, done by Falling in Reverse. And you could hear during the recording of the lead singer breaking down in the tears. It's about his uh, brother, who, throughout the song, you can't tell if it was a drunk driving accident or if his brother killed himself. But... It's basically a love letter from one brother to another saying, like, I miss you. I need you to come back. Like, I have to take care of your family now. And, uh, like, the the last line of the song is, your soul is free. I love you, Anthony. Was, and then it just breaks down into tears. And it's all over a piano. And I'm pretty sure they only could record it once because the singer couldn't do it again. Kind yeah. of similar to one of your songs, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but... It's just—it's a song that I, myself, have a little brother and just hits me directly in the feels every time because, like, just the grief in the song is it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then the next song is Whiskey Lullaby by Brad Paisley and Alison Cross. It's a duet. It's a pretty old country song, so not many people know about it. But the song is about uh, a soldier who comes back from deployment and he catches his wife cheating on him with another man. Yeah. And they both, That's and they both tough. they become... Raging alcoholics, and yeah. eventually, he drinks himself to death and/or kills himself. Like the lyric is, he put the bottle to his head and pulled the trigger. So it's up to interpretation. Uh, I could literally quote, literally quote the whole song. It's just very heartfelt, very sad. Eventually, the girl also drinks herself to death and/or kills herself, and they're buried next to each other because even through that heartbreak, they still loved each other more than like words could. It was just. Oh it's a really tough listen honestly yeah. like it's goosebumps no matter if you hate country music you'll get goosebumps listening to this song so that's why i picked it for uh, saddest songs Yeah i figured that you would go in like a country route so i always i stayed in my hip hop lane and tried to pick two of the saddest uh, hip hop songs and uh well this is out of order N- number 1 should be uh, how could you leave us by NF oh cuz that song is just really sad i know we've talked about it before that's but so when we're talking about saddest songs that's just that's just deep I feel like Mansions should be up there, too. Yeah, I just, I only wanted to well, pick no, you, a couple. Well, yeah, no, you can't pick too many, but yeah. Every, every one. NF song is, like, the saddest <laughs> actually, song. I think, I think Mansions might be more for a, like, a the later category. Yeah, the next one, or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and my other one that I'm gonna fanboy is Everything Will Be Okay by G-Eazy, because it's a, it's a really set, it's, it's a storytelling song, which... He starts off by talking to, I believe it's his mother first, and then his brother, and then I think his mother again, when he's telling the story about how his, yeah, his, his mother he's speaking to in the first one, he didn't understand why she was sleeping with another woman and not another man when his dad left, and then like he went through all this trauma as a child not understanding and not accepting it, and then he writes to his brother, siblings, slash however you want to interpret that. I think it's just his brother, but he mentions something else in there. Um, and tells, like, he knows he doesn't call so much, but he's, you know, trying to work it out and trying to make the family stay together. And then this is when he was just starting, like when he was going on tour and not really big yet. And then in the in the third verse, he talks about his mother's girlfriend overdosing and that he was the one who found her in the basement after overdosing on drugs. And it's just, it's super deep, and he doesn't perform it live He only pre- performed it live once And he started crying during it And it was just super like emotional And I don't know And then Kehlani sings the hook on it And Kehlani's really good yeah. So it, you just it just That one it just hits you in the feels That's definitely one of the saddest hip hop songs I think I think it's Attitude Because G-Eazy Who really doesn't do that emotional kind of stuff Yeah often. no so never when you are listening to that album through And you just, that song comes on and you're just like whoa Yeah like, it just really, like, It's like, so different for him Because, like, you expect it from someone like NF. Yeah, or, like, Eminem. Eminem. Joiner. She told me to put my heart (laughs) in the bag. And that song really sucks, but okay. Nah. I like Juice though. I don't like Juice WRLD. He's overrated. He can't sing. His beats are bad. I think he can sing. And he intentionally sings bad? No, I think he sings the wrong thing. I think he could sing. And he also is a great freestyler. That's fair. He's a good Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Give him that. I but think like, if he decided to rap instead of I sing. Just, I just can't listen to his music because all I hear is like so off key and it's gross. He's. Gross. See, I don't know anything about key, so I don't. It's know. just like listening to him sing it. Oh, it sounds like you're like one of those sweet like ducks, you know, like the squeaky toys. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. But anyway, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, I like I I like him in Godzilla definitely. I think he's saying that. I one like more. a few of his stuff. Black and white's fun. It's fun. I think he still sounds like garbage in it, but it's fun. Yeah. Um I All don't right. know. I yeah. like them a little. All right. So our next uh this these three kind of they kind of go in order. So, uh best message. Well, I'll let you go first actually. Best message. Oh, okay. Um so mine are two completely different vibes of songs. My first one's people are crazy by Billy Cur- Billy Carrington. It's a country song. I'm sorry. I know most people hate country, but I keep going. No, that happens. Too. Uh so with this song, it starts off this guy's at a bar, you know, just having a good drink after work as you do, as most country songs start off with. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this old man and they start to check up a conversation. And they're just talking all night, you know, just shooting beers and having to go to a good conversation. And then they leave. And like it was it was like you could tell this conversation was very heartfelt, very deep, very important. And this old man didn't really have many people in his life to talk to. So like he found this guy and they're like they hit it off like excellently. <laughs> And then about a few weeks later, that guy was reading the newspaper and saw the obituary for the old man pass away. And that same day, he found out the old man was a millionaire and he left all of his... uh... (laughs) And he left all of his fortunes to uh, Billy, the lead singer. And it's just like... It's really neat. It's like talking about how no matter how weird people can be, it's just great fortune. And uh, how people are... well I can't talk sorry the, uh, the message is God is great the beer is good and people are crazy is the yeah. word of the song and I just think that, that alone is a good enough message and my next song is by Tool as well and it's uh, Wings for Marie which is uh, a song the lead singer wrote about his mom dying yeah and it's just that's it's a sad, it's a very sad song and the message there is just so loving and heartfelt and I want to throw one more song on there just because I can uh, this is going to make a lot of people upset You know, a lot of our conservative listeners are listeners, so probably 50% of who are, Sorry, sorry John uh, It's called Follow Your Arrow by Casey Musgraves And it's like, and he, like It says like, you can smoke weed You can be homosexual You can do whatever you want Follow your arrow and love who you are uh, It's a very Very progressive song but I think the message is good that no matter who you are or how you identify you should love yourself as a person yeah so I'm a big fan of it I think it's I I like the message of it that's something I listen to it's a good message yeah that's something I listen to often but I mean it just it just promotes self love no matter what it's like if you can't lose the weight then you're just fat but if you lose too much then you're on crack it's like nothing you can do will ever be perfect yeah so you should just love yourself I, I like that I'm a big fan of it that's a good message Uh, For my message songs, I had uh, Frozen by Joyner Lucas. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's it's a song. It's about um, three separate stories, or two, maybe two. And uh, one of them is a little little kid gets killed because a person decides to text and drive. And then someone else gets killed because they decide to drink and drive. And I feel like that's, like, very prevalent, like, relevant in today's society because a lot of people do text and drive, drink and drive and uh, I just thought that he made a message about a, a current event and made it it, made, it sounds good too, there's a good hook sung on it you know, I just thought that song was good and then another one by Joyner which I believe is off the same album, uh, I'm Sorry I don't know, I feel like you haven't heard that one have you? Not at all uh, I'm Sorry is about his brother who, well in the, it's a storytelling song, it's not real uh, it's his brother committed suicide and in the first one, he's writing the suicide note and saying how he couldn't take it anymore, like from the brother's point of view. And then uh, he, he does it in the song, like you hear the gunshot, and then it goes to the hook. And the hook is very melodic and very catchy. So it makes the song like not just drilling bars into your head so you can relax a little. And then in the second verse is when uh, he's talking to his brother in the casket at the church, and he's, like, upset, he doesn't know who he's upset at or what he could have done to prevent it. It's a very sad song, but it, it has a very good message because I think it helps uh, promote suicide awareness and, you know, the, the 1-800-Hotline, stuff like that. He throws that at the end. I just thought it was a good, like, message song, like a good Slim Shady stand message song. I'm listening to that immediately. That sounds great. Yeah, it is, it is a great song. Uh, I think I also had Darkness in there by Eminem. Uh, that one was about the uh, the Las Vegas shooting and how he, it was a gun control song, which I don't I don't know how I stand on that, but uh, the song was saying like there's these people out here that are actually crazy and if we don't pay attention to what they're doing then it's gonna happen like at Las Vegas with the shooting with the at the concert I don't remember whose concert it was but Jason Aldean Jason Aldean yeah yeah and then Ariana Grande had one that happened in New York no Paris I think she it was a baby. a bombing yeah. Bombing. It didn't, it didn't actually follow through, though, did it? No, it, didn't. it did It did? That was like 12 people dead. Really? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. in Paris, though, I think. I mean, I mentioned that in his second song on the album, too. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. And then uh, Jason Aldean was the Vegas shooting. Yeah. And there was another one. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, Jason Aldean didn't tour for like two years after that. Because like, or a year, I think. Yeah, a year after that. But he was it was listening to some of his like press conferences like even a month, a couple months afterwards he was just in tears. Yeah, it's sad yeah. I mean that's something that he put on for people to enjoy and yeah. someone like that would ruin it Well I think we're about to run out of time so we'll continue this episode with uh, some more categories we'll think of some more and we'll throw some new songs in the ones that we had already and oh, yeah. we'll go from there Alright, well uh, I've been Ryan it's been John and uh, we'll catch you next time Peace I'm Ryan Kirby here with my co-host John Sapienza and this is